think for me it's just about the impact and doing your best so it's not about uh living for yourself or being better than other people it's just uh really we have a chance to do something good for this world and improve the communities and lives of people yes and veronica i notice that the people are very important to you and this is what it's about that the topic is really about the person who I'm interviewing and I already interviewed more than 50 people on this podcast in 32 days so it's exciting and I'm helping wow. a lot it's like a lot of people discovering the truth because I believe look to know Ukraine it's about people and to know people it's not just the topics it's why they're interested in those topics and why how they think and what is important to them so it will be very interesting for you to listen and discover how ukrainian people think what they believe why they like what they like and everything the same way that i'm exploring this very fascinating conversation This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kyiv so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy creating more opportunities for the younger ukrainian generations to stay and build their country hello my name is aziz and i have a deep connection with ukraine my grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help clean the chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity he was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer After that for the rest of his life he always told me so many great things about Ukraine and its people then from 2018 to 2019 for two years I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war I couldn't return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19 so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine and thank you all so much for the support This podcast now is ranking number 1 on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in Switzerland, top 30 travel podcasts in the UK, top 30 in the Netherlands, top 25 on Apple Russia and top 20 on Apple Poland. My guest today is Veronika Rovniagina. Veronika is a 22 years old UX and graphic designer who visited more than 11 countries including the beautiful Spain, France and the tasty food Italy. <laughs> She has two art degrees, was a team lead at a non-profit organization. She used to do art in Azerbaijan and has a publication on creative pedagogy. Veronica, how are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much. Thank you. And please begin with something 
What is the story that made you the Veronica of today, even though you're 22, you had such a, an eventful, interesting life? Oh, wow. Uh, what a great question. I think there are like a lot of things. And probably one of them is like experience uh, other cultures and just meeting different people. And yes, I guess that's like the most important thing that changed me like a person. I love that because this podcast is really about exploring people more than anything. So I have to ask, what, what was your life before you discovered the importance of meeting new people from different backgrounds? And then when, when that happened, what did you notice that you thought, wow, this is so valuable, so enriching, so impactful? Can you tell like a story or a general idea about that? Oh, uh, well, I think I should start with uh, the first time I went abroad and it was like uh, when I was 17. Um, before that moment, uh, I, I wasn't really interested in you know, different cultures and meeting different people. I was quite, um, I don't know, reserved, I think. And uh, I don't know, I just didn't have good English and I didn't understand why I have to, you know, go abroad and just meet different people because I didn't have that experience uh, of, I don't know, communicating with people who are different than me and than people that I know. So, uh, yeah, kind of like that. And probably the first time I went abroad, I was like, wow, uh, there is something else out there. And it was just life-changing, I think. And after that, I had to work with people from different nationalities and teach abroad. And now I'm communicating with clients uh, from, I don't know, a lot of parts of the world. Uh, So, yeah, my life is completely different now. But my point is, uh, like, when you don't know uh, what's out there, like, uh, in different cities and countries, you just cannot desire that. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, before you were 17, you were reserved you didn't speak English well, and you didn't know or understand the value of meeting people from other cultures or discovering how other people live and think and other countries. But then you traveled abroad for the first time and your eyes were open to the fact that, wow, there is something else out there. So I have to ask two things. Are the typical Ukrainians similar to how you are now, where they think about and look for ways to discover about other cultures? Or are they more reserved and don't yet see the value? So that's one question. And the second, what is so valuable to you about specifically these words of seeing what is out there? Um, Okay, so the first question, it's quite hard to answer actually for me. Uh, because uh, I recently found out that about 45% of Ukrainians have never traveled abroad. And I know that a lot of people in Ukraine don't speak English. So I think it's like 
50% of Ukrainians are really interested in other cultures and just like traveling in general and meeting new people, uh, etc. But a lot of people just don't have the opportunity and don't know about the world as much as some other people. That's that's my opinion. Yes, and the and second part, and I will add to it because this is so interesting. The second part is about seeing what is out there. And when you travel, since you traveled a lot for your only doing that for like three years or four years, I want to ask you, which is the most exciting part? Is it going to the airport and anticipating arriving to a new place? Is it arriving and smelling that the air is different and everything feels different, like a whole new world? Or is it seeing something that you didn't see before for the first time? Or meeting someone who you think, wow, this person is so different with such an interesting culture and thoughts and everything. And I know all are interesting, but which one is the most exciting for you? And again, to remind you, what is out there? Why is that valuable to see that for you? Mm, Okay, so what is more exciting is probably meeting other people. Uh, So I got to travel to Azerbaijan as a volunteer and I had to meet other volunteers and there were probably by the time I was uh, in Baku there were uh, more than 100 people uh, from other countries I mean other volunteers and I got to meet all those people and and you know it's not the same as when you travel with your family or I don't know, maybe your friends, because you don't get to talk to other people that much. You just mostly communicate with people you travel with. And it's a lot different when you travel alone and you just, you know, talk to people. uh, And that's completely different. So I think I highly recommend to everyone just volunteering and meeting like locals talking to them getting to know them is probably the most valuable part of traveling experience to me i love what you're saying and now i'm wondering and this is just a a thought that i'm having so please correct me if i'm wrong that also this is why you went into the user experience and ui design because it involves people is about exploring the thoughts the likes the dislikes of people rather than being a solitary artist who only does her work for herself or maybe i'm wrong and you love to be reserved alone doing a piece of art and you just did uh, user experience design because it's a valuable skill in the marketplace i don't know but now i'm thinking that you love that exploration of people and minds and therefore UX design for you is a way to almost mini travel into the user's minds to explore how they use the interfaces and what they like and what makes them happy and what emotions get conveyed or not. Yeah, like you're 100% correct. So a lot of people uh, actually don't really know what design is. And it's not about, you know, drawing beautiful buttons and pictures, you know, and just staying like uh, 
in your office all the time. It's not about that. It's really about, uh, you know, understanding people and interviewing people and doing a lot of research. So it's really, it's really everything about people, not about like, uh, I don't know, some creativity or I don't know, some graphic or UI, UX design instruments. It's about communication. So yeah, you're absolutely correct about that. Another question, and this is what it's about, that the topic is really about the person who I'm interviewing. And I already interviewed more than 50 people on this podcast in 32 days. So it's exciting and I'm helping a lot. It's like a lot of people discovering the truth because I believe, look, to know Ukraine, it's about people. And to know people, it's not just the topics. It's why they're interested in those topics and why, how they think and what is important to them. So it will be very interesting for you to listen and discover how Ukrainian people think, what they believe, why they like what they like, and everything the same way that I'm exploring this very fascinating conversation. Yes, and Veronica, I notice that the people are very important to you, which is, I mean, I'm almost repeating myself, but I have to wonder, is there a story from your childhood that either you found yourself really happy when you were around people and your people oriented, maybe even family oriented, or is it almost the opposite that you were lonely, alone, reserved for a long time and you thought, wow, this is not so happy for me. And then when you began including people in your life and discovering about them, you felt more fulfilled and you thought, wow, this is the life I wish. Or is it even further that, okay, you understand yourself, but you want to improve. And the more you discover new people with different thoughts, different cultures, different ideas, the more you discover, wow, I can change myself. I can be inspired by their thoughts and their different views to become a more of a happy or a person that I wish to be. Uh, well, <clears throat> yeah, I have haven't always been a people person and it was quite hard for me to like you know talk to people and I didn't have very high emotional intelligence so empathy and communication is something I had to learn um before I don't know before I started working in marketing it was like extremely hard for me to just talk to people you know i didn't know uh what i should talk about to people i don't know i didn't know how to start a conversation and uh really communication is the skill that i had to learn and which with each step it was like easier and easier and then it became enjoyable to me and i started understanding people and i really found the value in that but before i started like trying to improve my communication skills i didn't know that i didn't know uh, if i could get something valuable from communication and meeting new people so yeah i was quite a different person and it's like interesting because uh, a lot of people think and that's what i thought that uh, you're either a people person like you're an 
extrovert or you're an introvert and you cannot change but uh, I think that's not true because I did thank you and I have again to ask since this is wonderful you said you were didn't have social skills but did it come more from inexperience and maybe shyness and therefore you 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 spoke about emotional intelligence so I have to ask about this did you feel like your emotions strongly and you can relate and feel other people's emotions but you couldn't really communicate with them on that level or you really it was totally a mystery what other people would be feeling and therefore the way you learned communication is more of an intellectual skill where you think okay what should i say here what is the proper way what is the framework and use that but it's not really about that heart to heart connection that maybe even like that is strong emotional IQ because I believe it's independent from communication. Uh, well, <clears throat> I think that's still connected because uh, when I was a like a teenager, I really couldn't understand other people, and I think that's the reason why it was hard for me to communicate to them because if you don't understand what people feel. Uh, and how they perceive you or i don't know uh what they want uh, you to tell them that kind of stuff it's hard to communicate and when you start understanding people and just really uh being empathetic it gets easier to communicate one second this is so important because you used understanding and understanding people five times so far what is to you, if you were to explain it to your older self who was like 14 or 15, if you were to explain to them what is understanding people, what is communication with people that you know now, what would you say and explain? Mm -hmm. When it comes to understanding, it's really that mm, you shouldn't think that everybody is like you. So it doesn't mean that everybody is feeling the same as what you feel so it's really about empathy and trying to connect to other people and see things from their perspective and it's actually what design is yes um, and i noticed in your instagram that you love the color red can you speak about that? Because I'm imagining Veronica is red, a little red riding hood. <laughs> and I'm like, what is the fascination with the red color? Is it that it's the most emotionally like impactful color? Or is it something in your childhood? You had like a garden full of red roses and therefore it links you back to your childhood? Or is it just you chose a color as a branding and yours is red you're like seth godin with the green and blue as uh, but for you it's red mm, i don't know i don't think it there's really something like super special about red but yes i think uh it's a very kind of impactful color i don't know because uh when you use it in design it really evokes a lot of emotions in people like in all kinds of people and it's really interesting uh because i've been reading about uh color the theory a lot lately uh so yeah 
I think it's really about it being very, I don't know, emotions evoking, I guess. So then, if I understood correctly, whether you are reserved or now a much better communicator to you, the way you perceive life is a lot through the emotions that things give you. And maybe, if I might say this, that when you travel and meet new people, you experience new emotions, maybe higher emotions or unexperienced emotions. And that is the most enriching part about travel and about design and about emotions because in some way there is a strategy where through the emotions you feel you understand yourself more and more by experiencing yourself in different emotions and different situations and therefore you grow get lessons and become a better person and especially you mentioned about reading books which i guess you are a learner and someone who likes to improve can you comment on this whole thing whether emotions for you is a learning process or you're simply a very sensitive artistic girl and therefore all emotions you're like even normal emotions to people are very deep for you oh well it's actually i don't know it's hard to say but i think the emotional parts of everything like communication and even learning is very important because uh, even when you learn and something is you know like boring or dull it you don't really make any progress but when you're excited about something about the subject or i don't know just the way something is like presented to you everything gets better isn't it i know it's wonderful when you're very motivated to do something because of the emotions that are the fuel that keep you interested you will work many hours study for a long time but it feels like play and fun because of the emotions so i agree with you that without this be dedicated to something you cannot work for long hours uh when you're like unemotional i don't know and something doesn't burn fire in you that's that's very true it's wonderful that you I agree and know about this because I believe the biggest problem in the educational system is it tries to force people to learn things rather than finding what gives them that fire. And so to ask yeah. you even a bit more, what is like something, a story, not just about volunteering or traveling, but what is a story that represents really who you are, whether it's something you experienced, maybe a character in a movie, a story from a novel or something that in a way resonates with you at a deep level that you think, okay, this touches me, this represents a side of me that is so true and I resonate. Oh, wow. (laughs) So it should be really some, I don't know, book or movie? Hmm, I don't know. Well, actually, I think I know. So recently I watched a documentary about Princess Diana. Uh, It is called uh, Diana and Her Own Words. And it's truly amazing. Uh, And you know, the story is that uh, she became a princess of England. And, you know, for like 
six or more years, she was doing exactly what she was told by the royal family and her husband. And she was, I don't know, following the rules, but she was really unhappy. But at the end of the story, uh, not so long ago before her death, she really started being herself. And you can see from all those like videos with her uh, and from press that she was, she became really happy because of doing things her way. And I cannot tell exactly that the same as my life story, but it really resonates me because I don't know for some time I was doing things that weren't uh, like what I was meant to be uh, to do and I was super unhappy and I couldn't understand what was wrong but after discovering my true passions I became like a different person I got motivation and just happiness in life and I think that's why the story resonates with me I love what you're sharing and I love when people look and find their true purpose and true passions and then they have that happier more excited life so i have to ask you now what are your true passions mm, i think i can name one and it's uh, helping people and it includes like a lot a lot of things i've been doing recently a lot of different things but yeah it's helping people. Great. So I have to ask you two things. Which is your most favorite part about helping people? Is it thinking of new ways to help people? Is it actually the act of being in flow as you help people? Is it feeling meaning from doing something that is larger to yourself? Or is it the happiness that you create in the lives of other people? And in some way you think, wow, if I can make people happy, maybe life somehow through karma will get me back and add more and more happiness to my life. Mm, I don't know. Like there are a lot of people in my life who help me a lot, like a lot, a lot. And I just remember what I felt back then. And it's how amazing. It's really amazing how you can be that person who makes people feel that way, even if they don't know that like you're that person. For example, if it comes to design and you, uh, I don't know, improve some product, uh, the users, they don't know who made that, but their life became easier and less stressful. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, this is so wonderful. Come on, this conversation is amazing. And I know for a lot of your life, you thought you're not a good communicator, but you are and I will add my own belief and you can take it or not. But to me, the problem with the educational system and even in the corporate world is that you don't choose the team members you have. And I don't believe we're supposed to communicate well or have chemistry with everyone. But when we don't choose, we often have people we have no chemistry with, and therefore it feels like wrong communication and misunderstanding. But whether you're an entrepreneur or having friends, it tends to be people who are on the same wavelength as you, and therefore 
you will know how to communicate. You will understand each other. You will feel at peace and at ease and belonging. But in a corporate or work environment, you have no choice. Maybe the person is so totally out of sync with you, yet you have to find a way to compromise. And to me, that is not really happy. I'm more about finding my people rather than trying to compromise in order to communicate with someone else. But in the corporate world, that is essential. And I'm leaving this as an aside. You can comment on it if you wish. But my question, my real question is, it seems to me you are more of a giver that to you, the impacting other people emotionally is a way that makes you feel meaning, purpose, which then makes me think, in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that what you're speaking about is self-transcendence, or maybe it's belonging, which is a lower need, but I think it's a higher. So normally people need to take care of their uh, financial situation, their security, their health, their love, their house, their uh, uh, their knowledge, self-actualization, and, and, to, and to get to the level where they will transcend themselves into someone else, or maybe you already are not there but are really high in the love and uh, um, sharing with other people and community and that sense. So I have to ask you, are you more of the self-transcendence type or a very, very high giver? And therefore, did you also have situations in your life where you gave too much and felt, oh my God, it's like I'm not getting back what I should. And therefore, how did you not let that lead to some kind of trauma? Because I agree with you that it's beautiful to give. So probably some people abused it. But what thought in your mind allowed you to continue to be a giver no matter what and stay positive rather than getting jaded and reserved? And I know that's a lot. Whatever touched your heart, just comment on it and share. Mm, I don't know. Actually, I don't feel uh, that when I give something, I also lose something because I don't know, it just makes me feel really good. And sometimes when I feel low, I just do something for others. Like it can be a very, very small thing, but it really makes me feel better. So it's really not about expecting something back. That's just how I feel. Wonderful. So you're, in many ways, a future Santa Veronica. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's why it's like Mother Teresa. But it's very good. I encourage this. And I do also agree that if we give, we should not expect anything because then we're in some way being transactional and selfish. And that is not the purity of giving. But also there are situations where you someone finds someone who gives and they will take, 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 take and give nothing back. And therefore, it's also sometimes good to say, no, I will not give anymore. There are 8 billion people in the world. I'd rather give to people who also value giving as well so that it's more balanced. And to ask you then another thing, which I believe is very, very important. Okay, first, a small question before I ask a longer one. Is aesthetics and beauty and harmony, visual harmony, something very important for you? I assume yes, but I have to ask. Okay. Uh, when it comes to <clears throat> my life, yes. And I don't know. I think the most important thing for me is order. 
not uh, aesthetics. I know it's quite different, but I assume we're kind of talking about my work. So I think order is more important than some aesthetics or beauty. Please explain more. What is to you exactly order and how do you know or feel that it is there in your work? Mm, well, I am actually a highly organized person and a perfectionist in pretty much everything. So when it comes to my work, it's just about some logic and I don't know, it's just I make a design and I know that everything is perfect there and pixel perfect. And it's about that. And I know that when people uh, are using something I created, it's very clear to them and just not confusing. That's about it, I think. And it's the same with how I organize, uh, I don't know, my work process and just my, I don't know, the place where I live. Wonderful. Order, clear, organized, not confusing. And was there times or periods or situations in your life where you felt confused, no order, and therefore it became a highly valuable thing that you try to share in this world? Mm, well, it still happens with the clients because, you know, not all the people are highly organized and like planning everything. So it still can be confusing sometimes. And that's why I really appreciate it. I like it. Do you know your personality type in the Myers-Briggs? Mm, I remember checking it, but I don't know. I really I don't remember. <laughs> okay, then to ask you more. Since childhood, were you more of an introvert and were you more of the organized kind of person? And in some ways, I'm asking now the third, and I like your brain because you keep up with me. The third thing is... Are you more of someone who values the past, who has nostalgia for the past? Maybe you have a bit of more traditional values rather than more modern ones? Mm. So the first thing is that, yeah, I was an introvert, a highly organized introvert. And another question. No, I am not conservative at all. Like I'm, I think I'm a very open person. And I really try to embrace all the different kinds of think, things that are here in the world. So, no, I'm not. Like, it doesn't mean that I really like everything that is different from the conservative things. And it doesn't mean that it's, not a, it's about me. But I really try to understand and just be empathetic and open-minded wonderful so to me it seems to me that because of that experience you had a 17 where you gave being open-minded a chance and therefore you traveled and you found it so enriching so valuable that in a pattern developed where well don't judge things before you experience them because probably in the things that are not usual to you there is some hidden treasure or hidden value that will change your life positively? Is this like a true assessment, a fair one, or no? 
Yeah, exactly. And sometimes and, I don't know. Yeah, tell me. Yeah. So really trying not to be judgmental and uh, be open-minded really helps you grow as a person, I think. It really does. Okay. Why is it important for you to grow as a person? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. I think uh, I always feel that I am running out of time. It sounds really strange, but yes. And also, I'm a highly competitive person. So when I see somebody who is better than me, I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. I want it too. So it's not really about jealous or something. It's just about being always inspired by other people and just moving forward. I like that. But I have to keep asking, well, okay, another uh, fun one. Is there a period, I imagine it will be in the future, where you wish you were born, that you are curious about what will be maybe in the year 2100 or 3000 or something? Or maybe you prefer some other time, like in the 1800s or going in the year 1000 in the past. So can you comment on this? As well as, well... You spoke about running out of time. What is the fear there? Like, what? Let's say you run out of time. What is it? Is it like death without experiencing life fully? Is it getting old and then thinking, wow, I didn't live 1000% every second of my life and that was wasted? Or is it more like, I, can, I should be the better, stronger, so that I can live life in my way and not be dependent on needing other people to force me somewhat to live life in their own way, uh, which is like Princess Diana, (laughs) what you spoke about. And therefore, the more you become a better person, the more control and order you can have in your life. And the more you can choose a purpose and a destination that is resonant with your heart rather than having to work following the path that people who will either pay you or have more power than you will tell you to follow? Hmm. Well, I think it's um, really about getting old and regretting not taking all the opportunities. And also, I think I'm like as many people have a feeling that I was born for something special, you know, I know a lot of people think that way, and I think it's completely normal. But the thing is, you can reach some highest heights only by working and uh, just being committed to what you do. And that's about it. So I know I won't get anywhere if I don't work and I don't do something, you know, more than is expected from me. One second, because this is beautiful and I'm going to summarize it. And I relate it to what you said before. So what you were speaking about before, that energy that pushes you forward so that you work harder, maybe in some way it's a sign that you are on the path where you are getting to the destiny of higher heights, like you mentioned, or you're the destiny you were put on this earth. So what happens for you is before, maybe, or at some point, you did things that didn't give you, charge you with that emotional energy. And right now, you find that thing 
it, which is helping people. It recharges you with energy. And maybe, and please correct me if I'm wrong about this, that the more people you impact in this world, the more you feel that you are on the right path of giving to others. And the fact that you get recharged is a sign that you're on this right path. And you also understand the value of working hard because the more you put into something, the more you will get out of it. Is this correct? Yes, exactly. And about the regrets, because I have the same really thing, which to me, it's uh, I, I call it uh, the no regret strategy, where in life, I don't try to do the high probability things like what someone or society will say, oh, you have like an 80% chance of having a good life if you do this. I don't do that. I go for exactly the life that even if it's 0.4% probability, I will get it. I know that on my deathbed, on my deathbed, I'll either think back and think, okay, I did everything possible to get that. If I didn't get it, I give it my all. So it's okay. Or I get it and I think, wow, my life is exactly uh, the what I want. And it doesn't really always mean uh, things or achievements, but more about knowing that the path that I am on is what makes me happy. Knowing that what I'm doing at the end of the day, I will feel, wow, I had such many, many special moments that are meaningful to me. And that day is valuable and happy as well as, look, living life on my term in the places I want, visiting the places I want, doing what I want, where I am the originator of choice, not being like a leaf in the wind where i not either valuable enough or in control enough to choose the life I want. And therefore, to me, the journey, the giving my very, very best and my all and being the best I can be related to the purpose I have in this life is to me what is so important. And that is why also uh, I cannot waste a day in that way because what if on my deathbed I think, wow, I wasted a thousand days. What if I used those and I got the life I wanted? That's not who I want to be. That is not for me. And I will never allow that. So my life has this no regret strategy where I'd rather lose everything by giving my everything to what my heart Uh, resonates with rather than have everything by something that doesn't give me the energy or the heart for or to get it to and have a wonderful exceptional life and that's what I'm all about and can you comment because I don't know whether we're similar in this way or it just happens only the no regret is similar but the specifics are different Mm, I think for me it's just about the impact and doing your best so it's not about uh, living for yourself or being better than other people. It's just uh, really we have a chance to uh, do something good for this world and improve the communities and lives of people. And if you don't take the chance, then, uh, well, too bad. <laughs> So it's I agree that. with you 100%. And it makes it seem like I said something very selfish. And you said, no, it's about impact and helping people. I was just speaking about the journey. But yes, I agree with you. Because even scientifically, if we don't have meaning, and meaning comes from being connected to something outside and higher 
to ourselves. And that something outside and higher than ourselves involves and includes impact on a community, a group, the world, and everyone. And so to ask you more about this, why is impact important to you? And in your childhood, was there a moment or a situation where when you helped others, you received a lot of love and appreciation? So in a way, it built your brain to value community impact and impact in others, maybe your grandmother or your mom, you help them in a way and they were like, oh, good girl, you're so wonderful and helpful. And you're like, oh my God, I love this. I want it forever. Mm, I think it's really something I came to myself and I don't know, not so long ago, actually. So it wasn't a thing for me when I was a kid. And uh, I don't know, it was just, just when I started working for a nonprofit, uh, I just realized how much joy it gives me just seeing all those happy faces. And that's that's about it. I just realized that it's something that makes me happy and I continued doing it. So, yeah, I really, for many years, I was looking for thing, things that will make me happy. and. I just found it and yes, I cannot say that it's the same for other people, but that's, that's, it is for me. Thank you. It's, it's actually wonderful. And this conversation could go on forever. So to finish, can you share about Ukraine? If you were to describe it to foreigners who don't know it, what is the culture? What is your favorite thing about Ukraine? Why? Since you could live anywhere else and you lived in Azerbaijan why do you choose to live in in Ukraine and in Kiev and what is your favorite thing as well as add some links if people want to communicate with you where can they go to learn more about you and your work um okay so about Ukraine I have a friend from Germany and she visited Ukraine about a year ago and she got to meet a lot of Ukrainians and she said that Ukrainians are a little bit like Germans. So, uh, first, when you meet a Ukrainian, they seem quite cold and reserved, and a lot of people are like that. Uh, so, a lot of foreigners think that's who we are, but that's not true. It's really you need to spend quite some time, quite some time with the person and got to know them. And then they will open up to you. And yeah, it's it's really about Ukrainian people. Because, I don't know, it's just our culture, I think. And why I prefer to live here? Uh, because, I don't know, like I really like traveling. Uh, but Ukraine is the only place where I feel at home. And that's about it, I think. So I cannot imagine living somewhere else for now maybe in a i don't know in a couple years or decades i will but for now i feel that this is the place where i have to be Mm, so yes maybe you're interested in something else about about kiev and ukraine in general no it's wonderful actually what you said and if people want to communicate with you which links 
uh, that I will leave in the description as well. Do you prefer? Is it Instagram, LinkedIn, some website, uh, Behance? Um, I think you can leave my uh, Behance and LinkedIn because I am not much of an Instagram person. I don't go there very often and I don't post much. I don't know why. Because maybe because I work a lot. <laughs> so, yes. Thank you. You're very hardworking, organized, and full of the motivation, emotions. Veronica, I wish you a great day. Thank you so much. Have a great day, too.